0: Thank you so much, everybody. It's great to be here and to be clapped. Um, I'll take that and leave, to be honest with you, because uh, I'm not quite sure at the end of this whether you'll still feel like clapping. It always reminds me when we used to honour people and we stood up before they preached to honour them, which was always very lovely. But I always thought, you don't know what they're going to say yet. Anyway, uh, those of you who don't know me, my name is Andrew. It's great to be with you again here uh, this morning of May, I bought myself a new book for my Kindle, and um, I'd heard about it, but to be honest with you, I'd, I'd never really been motivated to buy it. Um, but it was on special offer, uh, and I hadn't actually realised until much later that I'd actually been listening to one of its authors' podcasts for a while, and um, I'd been quite impressed by them. And so, um, The book that I was talking about is called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry it was by a guy called John Mark Comer. Now, unusually for me, um, after I'd read it I actually recommended it to others to read too which I very, very rarely do. And in fact, it even made its way onto the minutes of our uh, Jubilee Trustees meeting back in June for some reason. So why did I feel so motivated by it? And to be fair it wasn't the book per se that was, uh, what was so much as the biblical principles that it was outlining. You see, if I said to you that you can enjoy more intimacy with God, living from a position of rest and peace, if I said that, that you can grow in holiness, by recognizing where it is that we live our lives now that is not conforming to the world's standards and can change them to be more reflective of God's ways. If I said that we can become a radical, countercultural uh, community experiencing the presence of God in our lives. And expecting God to break out through us into the lives of those around us. And in all of that it's actually more fulfilling and fun than the way many of us live now and not less fulfilling and fun. Wouldn't you be interested? Wouldn't that excite you? Wouldn't that motivate you? Well I can tell you that this book doesn't do that. It's written by an American Um, and it comes from a particular uh, perspective based on his life and the culture that that he lives in and it probably takes a much more individualistic uh, slant on the church than I would necessarily want to see because we are after all a body uh, called to be a body together. We are a community of brothers and sisters who gather around Jesus. We're not just a collection of individuals with a common belief, which is why some of us find uh, this kind of world of living in, in Zoom church meetings so difficult because we don't get to see each other. And it's so wonderful this morning to be able to see uh, 20 or so people who I haven't seen for ages, although I'm, I'm assuming it's all them because they're all wearing masks, so they might all just be bandits. But I think they're all um, the, the, the people that I know and love. So the book itself doesn't quite do all of that. And yet, there was, there was something about it. You see, I think what happens is he picks up on some of the things that we've missed, some of the ways that, that we as people are in fact reflecting our society uh, instead of demonstrating another way. I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, firstly, uh, we have allowed ourselves to become so connected that some of us feel anxious when we, when we put our phones down and and don't look at them for a few minutes. In fact, some of us are so bothered that that goodness only knows what would happen if we switched them off and left them at home for a few hours, as I quite often do because I keep forgetting mine. We've allowed ourselves, secondly I think perhaps, to to, to, to become so used to noise around us that, that we actually feel uncomfortable in silence. We make every effort, it would appear, to avoid it. Putting headphones in our ears whenever we might be alone, might go on a journey or even whilst exercising. I'm exercising, I'm going to put something in my ears to make a noise. I think another one is, is we've allowed ourselves to become so busy and so driven by our need to be productive that we never allow ourselves time to just sit and think, or even pray. I mean, praying without an agenda or, or list of things to ask God to give you right now. For many, to take the time to pray is, is, is more like a duty, something that we've got to do to tick off on our I've been a good boy, I've been a good girl list of achievements, things we've got to do today. So I want to just come back a little bit to some of the biblical stuff that we were looking at even in the kids work just now uh, with family fun. Genesis 1 says this, so God created human beings in his own image in the image of God he created them male and female he created them God made us in his image he made us to be like him then just a little couple of verses further on from verse 31 says this then God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very good so the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed and on the seventh day God had finished his work of creation so he rested from all his work God, pleased with his week's work, rested because it was good. Then into chapter 2, a few verses down of, of, of Genesis. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. God gave Adam work to do. In this case, uh, naming the animals, a bit later on just kind of uh, uh, um, looking after creation. But God gave him work to do and God was interested in how he would do it what was he going to call the animals what name were the animals going to have god wanted to know he was interested in what adam was doing and then in uh, chapter 3 says this when the cool evening breezes say that again when the cool evening breezes were blowing the man and his wife heard the lord god walking about in the garden so they hid from the lord god among the trees And the Lord God called to them, where are you? So it appears that in the evening, God was taking his evening stroll in the garden. And he wanted to be with Adam and Eve. He wanted to spend time with them and chat. Can you imagine that? God wants to spend time and chat. It's the evening. It's lovely. What should we, oh, let's have a chat. How are you getting on? If it hadn't all been ruined. But of course, that's why they had tried to hide from him in that particular verse. But that really is what life should have been like. It was what it was meant to be. We were meant to have good work that is, uh, leaves you feeling fully satisfied. Fellowship with God that celebrates the good work that you've been enjoying and that you've been doing. And good weekly rest that enjoys the results of all the work you've done. What's been happening? Let's have a time, a day off together and enjoy what's been going on. But instead of living our lives like that, we, in the last couple of centuries, particularly, have been living consumer-driven lives so all the messages that you hear, all the messages that you see um, from, from, from advertising which is everywhere, all the marketing that we're constantly bombarded with, even I went to a motorway service station the other day and, and, and just going to Loo and there was adverts in my face. I can't even go to Loo without somebody trying to sell me something. And all the messages are essentially this one thing, get more stuff. If you got more stuff, you'd be happy. Get our stuff in particular, then you'd be very happy. The big worry, um, I, mean, I don't want to get into too much into macroeconomics because it's too complicated, but the big worry about uh, you know, nations coming back into lockdown, as we've seen announced for us from Thursday, France and Belgium and Germany last few days, is that, well the economy is going to collapse, people are going to stop buying stuff. If you've got more stuff, you'd be happy. Do you know the reason I'm not very happy is because my phone is now two years old. I need to replace it with another one, one that is about that big, that's got a black screen, about that thick and does all the things that this one does, which does all the things that the last one does, but it's updated. I need more stuff. If I had more stuff, I'd be so much happier than I am now. If I had another car, I'd probably be much happier. Well, the Apostle Paul, who was one of the early church leaders, wrote a letter to the church in Rome, and he says this. He says, I plead with you. I plead with you, be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that God will find acceptable because this is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviour and the customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I plead with you. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. We need to be transformed to living a different lifestyle. A lifestyle that is ultimately acceptable and pleasing to God. A lifestyle where we walk with the Lord in the garden and talk with him. A lifestyle where we, as a community together, prioritise his presence. Right in the very first psalm, uh, the psalmist put it this way, it's Psalm 1. He said this, happy are those who don't listen to the wicked, who don't go where sinners go, who don't do what evil people do. They love the Lord's teachings and they think about those teachings day and night. They are strong like a tree planted by a river. The tree produces fruit in season and its leaves don't die. Everything they do will succeed. Last week when I was speaking on my reflections from lockdown, uh, lessons from lockdown, I talked about The need to follow the Lord, how to follow, we need to follow the cloud because He is moving. Where is the cloud going? Well, I think He wants to take us away from our consumer driven individualistic society and put us in a place where we prioritize His presence. So this is what we're going to be focusing on over the coming few months. How are we doing that? Well, we're going to follow and learn from the Master. If anyone knows how to live an unhurried life focused on the priority of God's presence, yet still fulfilling his calling and doing the work that the Father gave him to do, making disciples, yet leading a life of rest in God. It's Jesus, the one who made heaven and earth and all of creation, the one who walked with Adam and Eve in the beginning and wanted to enjoy what they were doing, the one who said, come to me, All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, I will give you rest. So that's what we're going to do in our new series. We're going to look at Jesus' lifestyle and his teachings. Because right now we believe that the cloud, the Lord's presence, is leading us that way. Leading us to do that. Now, I bought that particular book, as I mentioned earlier, because it was um, a special Kindle offer. Now, Mike Thorne has managed to get hold, obtain a few copies at a discounted price. So If you want to get hold of it, uh, you're quick, you can get one. Seven quid. Now, it's not a perfect book, as I said to you before, but in your small groups during this term, we would really like you to work your way through it uh, together and talk about how you can implement the biblical principles that it does highlight. Don't worry too much about how he implements them. Think about how do we implement these biblical principles that are being highlighted in our world, amongst our community, amongst us today. Because I think that when we have really learned how to live counter-cultural lives, we will be able to encourage the world around us who know nothing of Jesus's love for them and the eternal life that he brings. Yet are seeing all the things that they've been putting their hope in just crumble. The world needs to see Jesus by learning to operate out of his presence more we can show them who he is and introduce him to them as well as living lives that are fulfilled, restful, glorious, wonderful, that you'll think this is amazing. So I wonder if we can just close just by, by praying together for a hand back to, uh, to Simon. Lord, we, we don't understand everything that's going on around us at the moment as the world enters into a pandemic, as we see a, a, a major pandemic, election taking place in next week as as we see all these different things happening Lord we we say we don't know and don't understand what's going on in the world around us but we do know you and we do know that you called us to come to you with our burdens with our heavy burdens and to receive the rest that you gave us by living our lives prioritised Not around what the world says, but around your presence. So I pray, Lord, as we go through this next season, as we go through this next teaching series for the next few months, Lord, would you transform us by the renewing of our minds. Cause us to be people who are focused on you. Who can demonstrate the life and the love of God through the way we live our lives who know no fear, but enjoy the glory and the presence of God at all times. Thank you, Father. Amen.